Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks, and man, we're so excited about this podcast. This is number 206. Wow. Man, it's pretty is that, crazy. Is that just me, or is that freaking you out, man? And uh, so with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Stephanie Wesco. So, Stephanie, catch us up on your day today. What's going on? Well, Doug, this is um, being recorded after a day at um, Campus Church at the Pensacola Christian College campus and um it was a great day really really enjoyed getting to spend time meeting people um enjoying the music music. the music was phenomenal great music great people it was cold i thought i thought debbie was going to freeze up and (laughs) those of you don't know my wife four foot eleven and a half about 99 pounds 96 pounds i don't know but it was so cold in that room that uh, it was just cold. Let's just leave it at that. I'm not going to give any I more explanation think it besides was cold. that. I didn't think it was. You didn't think but, it was cold. No, but but I'm from the north, so being cold is. I a was part born of and our raised life. in Connecticut. That's and, true. But, but it doesn't matter. No, no, South Carolina's got me. I'm I'm winked out. All right, all right. But it was a great day. It was a great awesome day, day, and we got to eat a, a a wonderful lunch meal. Oh yeah, uh, great salad. We we got to hang out with you know Stephanie's here with Charles, who's sitting about ten feet from us, and we got Debbie about thirty feet from us, Rhonda Hicks about twenty feet from us, the two Hicks Houseful. girls, Lydia, yeah. So we got Lydia and Leah here, which is two of the girls, uh, and then we have uh, Daniel over in his room. So God's been good to us. We've been allowed to hang out and. Things like that. But, you know, as we've been going through Psalm 23, a couple things have been going through my mind. One of the things that went through my mind is I'm kind of a wimp spiritually. I know. I feel the same way. So she says she knows that I'm a wimp spiritually. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if you guys picked up on that. That is so not what I meant, and you know it. There should have been something like, no, you're not. I'm the wimp spiritually. See, that is, I was. That's what I would have said to you, but that's okay. I know. I don't think you're a wimp spiritually. I think you're a spiritual giant. I was (laughs) saying I agree that I feel the same way about myself. Yeah, but I'm telling you what, you're right that we both, uh, that any of us looking at Psalm 23, it really puts you in a a different place. Yeah. It really does. And and you know what, folks? We're going to go from the he, he. You know, think about the beginning of this. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Talking about God. He maketh me to lie down. Uh in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me on the paths of righteousness for his namesakes. And then it goes, yea. So it goes from he to you, to me, to David. And it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So you know what happened in this psalm here, Stephanie, that's really cool? Is it went from being what God 
does and what he does in our lives to what personally happens to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's talking about, I'm walking through that valley of the shadow of death. And that's a tough place to be. Whenever you hear those words, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So, I mean, what's coming to your mind? You've been in that valley of the shadow of death. Uh, what's, what's coming to your mind when you get to verse four? When I mean, verse four, in my mind, is the center of this entire psalm. And, and I know it's, it's four, it's a little bit off, but I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's that one verse that you hear over and over again. It's the things that people talk about. It's the things that people repeat and the, the valley of the shadow of death. And so what's coming to your mind, Stephanie? Well, I think it's incredible that in this verse four, David starts talking directly to God. Mm. And he's not, no, he's not the re, you know, verses um, one through three, it's David telling about who God is in his life and what he's done. And then verse four, it becomes, God, this is who you are. This is what you do. And yeah. I think that's a really neat thing. But um, verse four has got a lot of, um, I don't know if, I, if you want to say mixed emotion. Yeah. Um, that's okay. I, I, I can picture scenes um, where this verse um, has been very real. Yeah. And it, it, it's still real. And it, it's still, uh, I mean, it bring, when you go back to that place, you go back to the place where you were quoting this verse. Uh, and probably many more times in your life than the sad incident. But um, you know what I learned? So this is something I read the other day. And I was just trying, I, I got to be honest with you guys. I have this like little teeny commentary that I go through. And, and uh, so I, I do that. And I, but I was looking at this. But one thing I realized the other day that someone said, sheep have bad eyesight. And they get frightened easy because they don't see well. Hmm. So sheep have bad eyesight and they don't see very well and they get scared. And uh, so wrapped around us, this is one of these times that we have a great audience as we're. It is. As you feel like you're on a live radio show, you know, yeah, like those old this is, shows, you this know. This is awesome. There's audience. a fish on the table that's made out of plywood. and That's the creepy audience. That's, that's, <laughs> the fish is freaking me out. I got to be up front with you. But, you know, this is what I'm thinking. So if sheep are frightened that easy, we're sheep. Yeah. We're God sheep. And I, I, wonder, if, I wonder if God looks down at us. I, I wonder if all heaven looks down at us and said, boy, you guys get scared or easy. You guys do these things. You ever think about that? Yeah. You know, and uh, I think about that kind of thing all the time. That sheep, you know, they're, they're kind of blind. And you know what? We're kind of blind to the spiritual things in life. There was a message, so if you get a chance sometime, go out to Campus Church and listen to some of their messages at the Pensacola Christian College. But there was a message tonight and this morning. Both messages I thought were really powerful and really good and really needed for me. But tonight he was talking about who are we? Who am I? It's basically what he was saying. So putting that in a plural thing, who are we? You know, what, are, what does God have for us? Who are we do? What are we going through? Those types of things like that. And, and I think this, I think the psalmist is helping us right here in 23. I think he helps us greatly. He's telling us that we're sheep that need a shepherd. And that shepherd in verse one is God. The Lord is my shepherd. And then it tells us what God does. He's making me lie down in those beautiful green, well-watered pastures, those great things where the food is good and green grass tastes better according to the sheep than the, uh, than the tan stuff or the yellow stuff or the straw stuff. And uh, so as you look at all that and all that comes together, 
you know, so he's telling us that he leadeth us besides these still waters. And you're hearing some creaking and stuff. So, you know, I've got to be up front with you peeps as you listen on the radio. This is not a radio studio. So we're in, we're in actually in an Airbnb. And there's, there's a bunch of people here. And they're good and the peeps. the door hinges have the door, not been they, they haven't raised. oiled the door hinges. They, you know, the refrigerator's got a blinking light on it. And my OCD and DUMB is going crazy over that blinking light. I, I'm seeing it in the door right now. It's blinking. 14 degrees Celsius is blinking right there in the door, a reflection from the refrigerator. I know every minute of my life that that's blinking. That's how bad that's bothering me. I'm not sure if a year from now, if I'm not going to call and make sure they fix that. That's how bad. But anyway, going back, we're sheep. We're blinded from the spiritual things. So the things of this world, that blinking refrigerator is messing with me. People who badmouth me, people who talk about us, people who mess us over, people who try to ruin the kingdom of God, people who try to get in our way, people who do those things. That's what that's the parallelism or that's God drawing a parallel to these blind sheep who get frightened real easy, who freak out, who run around in circles, who go crazy. That's what me must look like to God. Uh, have you thought about that? I mean, this, this may be, you know, God may be saying, uh, you guys look like these sheep, you're running around in circles and it's because we're not spiritually, um, you know, every day we got to be spiritually, what am I saying? Uh, renewed, renewed, restored. He restored, man, I should have saw that somewhere in this Psalm we're talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, when you think about the idea, have you ever felt like those sheep? It's just blind. That's running around in circles. That's letting everything in the world frighten you. You've been there? Yeah. And I think anyone who has PTSD has been there because that's what trauma does to you. And David knew all about going through trauma. He knew yeah. the effects of it and what that, what that does to you. But talking about this takes reminds me of um, Psalm 103 where David talked about blessing the Lord. And some of the first things he says... Um, verse four, he says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. And that's just, that's who God is, is that he, as he restores our souls and redeems us from destruction, either from destruction we would bring upon ourselves or from protection from outside things. Um, wow. That, he, that is one of the ways that I believe that he, you know, we don't have to fear because he is there to redeem our lives from destruction. And later on in Psalm 103, um, David says, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him, for he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. And yeah. the fact that we have a Heavenly Father who isn't just there to keep us from hurting ourselves, but he has pity on us. And he, you know, he knows that we're flesh. He knows that we're weak. And I think that's what a loving shepherd does for his sheep. A loving shepherd, a, a good shepherd understands the weaknesses of his sheep. He, he understands yeah. the, the, their, fail, their, you know, certain ways that they're prone to fail and fall. And he doesn't constantly judge them for that. He doesn't constantly beat them up. Yeah, he leads them. He guides them. He trains them. And he that's does. What our, that's and what the our rod and does. staff thing freaks yes. me out because, you know, the 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 rod. So, you know, you see the shepherd with his hook on top and the mm -hmm. top they consider the staff. 
-hmm. and the bottom's a rod. Some people, you know, would sharpen in a little bit or something. You can take out a bear or a lion or anybody trying to hurt the sheep. Right. So he's saying thy rod. So, so God has the ability to stop things that are trying to hurt us yeah. with his rod. And, uh, and God can do that in a, in a myriad of different ways. And we've seen that. What was it during the Civil War? 30 people beat 300. Uh, World War II. I mean, you know, over and over again, the Revolutionary War up there on Bunker Hill, making believe there were thousands of people there. I, I mean, God has a way of providing miraculous things uh, with, the, with, the, with the rod. But you know what I like best about the rod and the staff is the staff. It's that hook where you can reach down and gently grab around the neck. Uh, your sheep, pull them over to you. And he'd count them, he'd make them walk under them. You know, he would hold that at a certain place. And the shepherds back in the day would count their sheep to make sure they were all accounted for. Now that just came to mind. I didn't think about this when I read this earlier, but that just came to mind. Remember that a shepherd would, would look for the one? Mm-hmm. What's that, Bruce? The verse? parable? Yeah. Yeah, where Jesus um, compared himself to the good shepherd and talked gave that parable about the shepherd yeah. looking for the one sheep that was lost. Giving everything for that one sheep that's mm -hmm. lost. And, uh, and so the shepherd, in order to know that one of your sheep are lost, you've got to take a head count. And, and sometimes, you know, God needs to nudge us with that staff or the hook there. He needs to nudge us and pull us along and get us on that right path so that we get to those green pastures, mm -hmm. so that we, we get alongside the still water. So all those good things are going on. So, uh, I mean, how does God nudge people? How are, we, uh, uh, how are we nudged today to get back in line? What do you think that is? Well, I mean, His Holy Spirit is there living within us, yeah. seeking to lead us and guide us with His still, small voice. And, and you know, some people don't follow the Holy Spirit. Man. No, yeah. but we have, you know, you have different, it depends, I think, where a Christian is. You know, we have Elijah, who was a faithful servant of God and then got really depressed. He hit, he was worn out. Oh, he first kings, I know, man. And in that in that situation, the Holy Spirit was there to be a still small voice. You know, God got him food and rest, and then the Holy Spirit was a still small voice. And I think that's what we should be listening for, yeah. is being still and knowing who God is. But then sometimes, God use has to use. You know, if, if we reject listening to that still small voice. Yeah. You know, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. And there's sometimes that God may have to do some chastening in order to get our attention. And that's yeah. not the way that we should um, right. really be wanting. You know, there's sometimes God takes Christians through trials. Boy, doesn't he, though? And, and because I'll tell you, they're not. And I, I don't want to be a judgmental if you're in the midst of a trial it's because you weren't listening to God. Because I'm Job, not judging. After the book of Job, after we went through in the book of Job, I'm not judging anybody going through trials. Oh, anymore. you better believe it. I'm just helping people going through trials saying, hey, yep. sorry, man. I, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Mm -hmm. This stinks. How can I help? You know, can I? Oh, trust me. I can know I, what can it feels I pick like up a double beef whopper? I yeah. mean. <laughs> what what is going to change things here and a chai tea latte no i'm I'm done with that i've stepped out of the chai tea roll but listen know, to what it says is, here. you've messed me up there just want you to know that they're too sweet now it's you know now that i've lost the weight and i'm starting to feel good it's funny how food that uh that i thought was really delicious and stuff now it i still think it tastes delicious don't get me wrong 
It's just I'm done drinking it and I don't feel good. Isn't that the way, you know, when That's we, a good thing. You know, Amy yeah. tells me that's, that's God's way I just way don't of... feel like I'm wide awake. Like at two in the morning, I'm like, yeah! <laughs> you know, after I drink a grande chai. It's like, it's like, you know, this morning. So this morning, right? The sun's out in Florida. <laughs> and uh, so I wake up and there's sun in the room. So I grab Debbie and say, we forgot to set the alarm. Get up! And it was like five in the morning, you know? <laughs> Why is the sun coming out at five in the morning in Florida? <laughs> you know, that's not normal, man. And uh, here I am thinking we missed church and life was upside down. But anyway, I want to get back to God counting the sheep. And that's, that's where I was going when I asked you a question. But I Sorry. wanted to... What, no, 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 no. You went the right place. I asked you the question so I could look up Leviticus 17.32. <laughs> and, uh, and it says, in concerning the tithe uh, of the herd, so tithing on the sheep or of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passeth under the rod. So, so the shepherd would hold that rod out. So you folks listen, if you can imagine, he, hold, he held his rod out 90 degrees from him and the sheep knew they had to go under the rod to be counted. And uh, there's a really specific purpose for that because look what it says. It says that, or of the flock, even of whatsoever passeth under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. That and you know, they looked for that perfect uh, sheep. They, they looked for that. And I'm still freaked out over this whole plural singular thing of sheep. And I'm glad, I'm glad well, Psalm 23 is only sheeps. six persons. What? It's not sheeps. You said it was sheep. I know it is. Then why are you messing me up and saying it's not sheeps? I'm, I'm just reaffirming. Well, no, I got that yesterday. I, I know my brain's kind of burnt out like a lot of people listening here, but I, I picked up on that <laughs> yesterday. All right, so so this is important. So I, I really wanna I really wanna concentrate on something like this and and, and you know friends, you're gonna be counted with one group or another. That's just the reality of life. You know, you're gonna be counted for the devil or you're gonna be counted for God. And I don't know about you, but I wanna be under the rod and staff of God. It comforts me. That's what the verse said. It comforts me. Now will you do me a favor, Stephanie? Would you go to the book of Matthew? Uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 23, 1, 23, and read that to us. Sure. So we're turning up. You might hear turning of the pages going on because... Uh, okay, I'm here. All right, all right. Go ahead and read that for us, will behold, you please? A sh uh, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Can I tell you something, friends? God is with us right now. And, uh, and, and that Savior, uh, He died for our sins. It's, it, that's past tense. And that's a pretty cool thing. I don't know if we realize that we're in the age of grace. And, and the idea behind that is Christ has already come. The Bible says, but God commendeth His love toward us. And, and while we were yet sinners, or before we were even born, Christ died for us. And, you know, I just looked up a verse and I forgot the one I was looking up. Again, going back to that burned out mind. Uh, but if you go to John chapter 10 and verse 11, so the Lord is telling us what he is. We've been talking about the shepherd. We've been talking about the rod and staff. We've been talking about how that gives us comfort. We've been talking about counting the sheep. We've been talking about how we owe God a tenth or a tithe. And now look at what it tells us about the shepherd. It says um, in 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep, but he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the, seeth the wolf coming 
and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. You know, I know pastors like this that bail out on you when times get tough. I know people that mess you. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. There are, and listen, folks, if you're in a Amen. church and the pastor bails on you and does you wrong and is a knucklehead, get out of there. <laughs> Nowhere in the Bible does it say you got to stay with an idiot. You know, that's the problem <laughs> with Christianity today is we feel like we got to stay with idiots. We don't have to stay with idiots. We, we don't have to be with the hirelings. And I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. And I, and, and look what it says, am known of mine. It's pretty amazing. That's a pretty heavy stuff. Look what it says. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the father knoweth me, even so know I the father. And I lay down my life for my sheep. So who do you want to be your shepherd? A hireling or someone who's willing to die for you. And it's all about who they serve. It's all about mm -hmm. who God is to them. Yep. Can I tell you that? Yep. It's all about who God is to them. Well, you know, it's, it, I think it, it's, it's, all, it's political too. I, well, I was you know, saying, and God's not yeah. political. People, you know what the, I don't want to say you know what the problem is because I say that like 67 times per podcast. But you, you know what I'm thinking here? Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm thinking right now in this podcast. This is what's coming to my mind as Rhonda sits 10 feet from us. And this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, this is what I'm thinking as we're going through this because she's smirking. <laughs> Uh, and I almost forgot because of the whole brain problem that I have, <laughs> but I'm thinking that we have a choice and it starts with the choice of God. And, you know, Pastor Redland said something today that impacted me. He said, because we keep talking that all these things affect our identity and they do. I think that's biblical. But the most important thing that affects our identity is our relationship Christ. with Jesus Christ. Yep. And if folks, if you got somebody in your life who's throwing bad juju at you, if you got someone in your life who's who's getting in the way of that identity with Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. that relationship with Jesus Christ, they either need to get right or you need to get away from them. Yep. Because Amen. half the population are idiots, half the population are knuckleheads, and all we can do is try to share the gospel with them, bring them to church and stuff. But if it just gets to that point. Uh, where it's just, and I'm not talking about, hey, if you're married and your spouse is an idiot and you're an idiot and stuff, go to church, get counseled. That's all right. You got to you got to stay together. God hates divorce. I'm talking about the other people in your life, you know, and if you marry a loser, honestly, let's admit something right now. If you marry a loser, that's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. So I would rather be uh, single wishing I was married than be married wishing I was single. I know you heard that before. I say things over and over again because they're in my brain. But anyway, this is what I want to get at with you, Stephanie, for the next couple minutes. And this is the important thing. How do you pick? First of all, let's say the people that are listening to us right now, the folks that we just prayed for, we love these people. Let's say uh, they've done the first thing, their identities in Christ, and something's wrong with their life. How do you change that? What's the first step? First step's done. I mean, after, after you, right. you your identities Christ. with Christ, you're saved, you're right. You're biblically saved. Uh, you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior. Most important thing, by the way, we both agree with that. Amen. Rhonda agrees with that sitting over there on the other couch. Debbie agrees with it in the back room. People around the house agree with that, that we're not looking at right now, <laughs> but this is the important thing. This is where you got, this is where you earn your money as the co-host here. How? <laughs> what money? <laughs> Yeah, there's no money. Uh, 
As a matter of fact, we pay money to be the host and co-host. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, here's how do these people? No, number one, this is real serious. They get right with Christ. Yeah, they're saved. There's people. They're in the wrong church. They're yeah. around the wrong people. What do you do? Well, I think you have to identify where the source of your trouble or troubled spirit is coming from. Yeah, because they may be knuckleheads. The people listening to us may be the problem. Yeah, and sometimes... Really, because I think if you're smart enough to listen to us, you're probably better than the average troop. So these people are like top 5% people here. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. If you have sin in your life that you're not willing to deal with, then you are the problem. And folk, a, folks, a mistake is sin. Anything is sin. Anything that does not bring glory and honor to God that stops your relationship with or God. Or a habit. You know, if you have a habit oh. that's, you know, God forbid you have a habit of getting into wrong stuff on the computer or yeah. um, some other, you know, if you're It always doing gets back to that, too, because people, it's so easy today. Yeah. and if you're Or if you're just wasting, you know... If you're spending your life trying to satisfy um, your emptiness, even as a child of God, if you're trying to satisfy it with entertainment or things of this world, that is going to leave you troubled. It's going to leave you with a noisy soul and yeah. a troubled heart. And that is your fault if and it's coming from something like that. Noise stinks with the soul, too. It's, and it's... Yeah, and so I think, I think you have to, first of all, take a look at yourself and say, Okay, is there something I need to change in my life that will fix this problem? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I was thinking about what that valley looks like. What does that valley look like he's talking about there? I'm walking through a valley which tells us he's in... A low the, spot. A low spot, mushy, probably muddy, probably mucky, probably... People don't build a house in the valley. They, they do, but you're, because then it floods when the water has come. It's a bad place to be. You want to build your house at least halfway up the hill or something. And so what does this look like right here? You know what this looks like. What does it look like? People, not necessarily what, what, what you went through, but what do you think this looks like? I think it can look like many different things. I think the valley of the shadow of death can be, um, you know, as, as we've experienced, can be the shadow valley of, you know, a death of a vision. A death of what we maybe saw something looking like. A loved one, our own death. Um, all kinds of things, right? It can look like a health problem. Yeah. That sends you to the bottom. Um, quite honestly, for a lady, childbirth or trauma in a childbirth. Yeah, because after you guys have a kid, you go crazy for a while. Valley. Yeah. After you have the kid, try yeah. birthing a kid. It's not the most pleasant experience oh, listen, in the world. Listen, man, I'm not judging it. You know... After the first kid, if Debbie never had another kid, I didn't want when I got it. I'm, there's no joke. I watched it, okay? okay I'm still kind of freaked out over the whole thing. I still, I, 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 I still kind of bother. Did contribute to your PTSD? No, but it's, it's hard. I get that. But, so, I'm just saying that that, yeah. that valley of the shadow of death, I think, can look like many different things. Sure. And, and you know what? It can look like what you're going through today, friends. That's right. It can look like flashbacks. It can look like all depression. Those things. It can look like all of those. So we could things. sit here and we could probably, if we, if we were to name a hundred things, and, and, and believe me, we're not joking about childbirth and what that does to someone's. No. We know that some of you ladies out there go through terrible postpartum depression and, and all those types of things. I get that. And some of, some of the men and women listening to us have been through some pretty terrible things. And some... Yeah. 
Some even may be in a pretty terrible place right now. But I want you to know that the Lord is your shepherd. That's right. And if he becomes your shepherd, you're not going to want. And if you make him your shepherd, if you make him, and if you're around these other things, these other people that are no good, get away. So we need a verse. So we know the Lord is our shepherd. We know that he restores us. He brings us to the good places like the grain and stuff. What verse do you have for us to close with? These guys need a song tonight. Or today. They need a morning. song. Yeah, give them something. He leadeth me? I mean, what? Um, we already did that one. How oh, about, oh, I got it. Okay. In shady green pastures, so rich and so sweet, God leads his dear children along. Amen. Where the water cool flows. Oh, I just mixed that. Hey, you know what? It's the weary one's feet. God leads his dear children along. Some through the water, Praise. some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrow, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long. God leadeth his people along. Or no, the name of the song is in God Shady. God leads us along. What is God it? leads us along. God leads us along. Mm -hmm. So look that song up. But hey, I just ble I just totally like you, Yeah, you totally it. blew it. But you know, know what? You know what? I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Rhonda? Okay. Yeah. And I think people around the house enjoyed it. Hey, listen, folks, this is the most important thing you're going to hear all day. Pay very close attention to this. We sure do love you folks. You guys are awesome. And honestly, if you're in that place, if you're in the valley of the shadow of death, if things are going bad, uh, First of all, you need to listen to this message and make sure you're saved. If you get that done and you're in a bad place and things are going terrible, get a hold of us. Give us a call. We'll get somebody out. We sure do love you folks. Hey, have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.